Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into your lives. And today's episode is going to be a very interesting episode because we're going to be talking more about rather than what you need to do is actually more about quitting the things you're doing. I think it's a great topic to get into. Mm, Absolutely. It's interesting because you can talk about quitting from, I suppose, many angles. One could be the things that uh, you, you, you struggle to quit. You know, which could be bad things for you. Um, some things uh, should be, you know, should you push on and not quit? You know, that's another way to look at it. You know, a lot of people quit before they go far enough to make any kind of significant change. So there's that sort of side of the story to talk about too. So it's going to be a good conversation. It's going to be a really good call. I love this quote. Um, you know, the quote that people use a lot is, is quitters never win and winners never quit, right? We always go with this, you know, that we shouldn't quit things because winners always, you know, always just give it everything a go and never quit at all. And I think that's that's a, a, a not necessarily the best mantra to go with. I remember reading a, a book by Seth Godin called The Dip, and he talks about how winners do quit they just quit the right stuff at the right time you know yeah we're not gonna we're gonna get into things that we're gonna quit obviously with in terms of food the things that we know we know we shouldn't be having we're gonna talk about things that uh, we need to quit and actually start doing some exercise and, and getting our body moving and we're also going to talk about things that we're going to quit mentally that drains our our mental energy our emotional energy and so and that could include things at work like it doesn't have to be food like i know people are thinking about smoking and sugar and all that stuff and we're going to get into that but that also means like you might need to stop quitting some of the projects that you might be doing you know that is really not giving you the benefit or the or the uh, outcome that you actually want you've been doing that for years and you're still kind of plugging away at it so that's what we're going to get into Absolutely. Because look, at, at the end of the day, there's perfectly appropriate times to quit things. You know, what you should be doing is figuring out what are you doing in your life that's not working for you um, and, and quitting it because you, you want to get rid of it. You don't want to be, you know, Einstein talked about the definition of insanity being doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And, uh, and there's probably heaps of people out there doing exactly that. So we're going to start helping you identify some of those things that you should be quitting um, so that you can just quit them, just get rid of them and start replacing them with some better options that are going to get you the outcomes you want and help you get the life that you want. Hmm. I think it's important to state right from the beginning that we're not trying to impose um, our values. I think we talked about this before the show, Damon, you mentioned that, um, that we don't want to impose our values on, on people. But we do, this show is about, you know, the wellness guy has always been about wellness, right? It's about trying to get people well. So there are certain things, if you want to get well, there's certain things you need to quit, you need to start doing. And there's also things you need to remove from your life um, if you want to get well. Now, if you don't want to get well, then obviously you don't have to quit, right? So <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds a bit black and white, but I think in, in what I've seen in practice, and you guys I know have seen this as well, there's scales of wellness. And, you know, there's the ultimate pinnacle, you know, pretty much like you, LT, you know, porcelain skin, beautiful. The When you go to your house, oh, stop it. The, the you know, the sun <laughs> shines on it and it's raining in every other house in the suburb, right? That's the <laughs> ultimate wellness, you know. You know, it, that's that's the ultimate, that's the pinnacle. And then you might come to my house, there's possibly a few grey clouds hanging over the roof. Um, and, you know, so there's a few little things that you may choose to keep in your wellness 
um, because this is your journey. It's your wellness journey. It's not, it's not anybody else's. It's not ours to say, hey, if you're not doing it 100%, you're doing it wrong. We're just saying that these are the ways in which you could improve your health and well-being and you can take it as far as you want to. You could be as well as what you would like to be or love to be. It's, it's totally up to you and what you choose to quit or what you choose not to quit is totally up to you. It's not our, we're not judging it. We're not judging you. We're just saying that this is the case. And the reason why I brought it up was because the other day I had a lady who came into the office to help, you know, she wanted to help with losing weight. And, you know, there's not many people out there that, um, that look, people, if people really do want to lose weight, they'll lose weight. So I said to this lady, I said, well, you know, do you actually want to lose weight? And she said, no, not really. And, you know, she could lose 40 or 50 kilos. And I was trying to help her lose weight because that's what she originally came to me for. But she came to me because everybody else told her that she should lose weight. Now, that's a projection of other people's uh, values onto her in order to for her to become well. They wanted her to become well, but she actually really liked where she was and where she was going. So why would she want to do it? It's, it's everyone else wanting her to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that gets us to a pretty important point, which is when we start talking about uh, why people fail to quit. Um, and that's probably a pretty perfect example of why someone might fail to quit is the fact that actually deep down they just don't want to, you know, that it's not actually fitting in with their values. Um, and I guess that's what we've been getting at this last little chat here is that it's all about you and your values. So you've got to figure out, you know, what are your values, what do you really want to get um, and figure out what you're doing in your life that isn't matching in with your values and whatever those are for you, then this is going to help you figure out how you can go about quitting those uh, and getting yourself back on track for, for your values and your goals. Mm, so true. I mean, without having that vision, we, we, I mean, we went through this in the very, very early beginnings of the show of the Wellness Guys in like episode one or two. Without having a vision of why you want to do things, you can't, well, you can, but it's very difficult to actually change your life and improve the lifestyle or, uh, you know, achieve the goals that you might want to achieve. And uh, you need to have first have a reason. And without that reason, you know, it's never going to work. So I think this is a great transition to why people fail to quit. The things that they do and we'll get into some strategies on how you can do that but why do you think some of the people fail we talked about one already which is obviously not having or not wanting to quit a particular thing just say it's overeating or whatever it might be but what about like just not even being aware um that uh, you need to quit something you know how many people go around and uh you know drink i don't know say red bull or caffeinated drink and not realizing that that's actually a problem for them you know or high sugar drinks or even grains or whatever whatever it might be not grains sorry um you know a high sugar over processed foods they think that's actually healthy yeah i think it's really important i think there's a lot of people out there who either don't have the information or have actually been given the wrong information um, and as a result of that, they're not sure what they should be quitting. Um, you know, we've spoken before about, uh, for instance, sugar-free soft drinks. And people think that that is actually a good thing for them that's going to help them lose weight. Um, and, and that's just not the case. That they need to actually, that would actually be a great thing for them to quit if they want to lose weight, if they were given the information about how that's not helping them. Um, so I think the, the information can be a really important thing. And that's certainly one of our drivers in doing the Wellness Guys show is that we want to make sure that good information is getting out there to the public uh, with actual tools that are actually going to work, which are going to help people you know, quit the things they should be quitting. They're going to help them achieve the goals that they want to achieve. So definitely getting, you know, getting out there and actively looking for that information, um, but also getting the right information is really important in terms of figuring out what you can quit um, and also quitting the right things is going to help you get the right results. Hmm. Damien, you, I mean, you obviously have been um, 
you know, in the weight loss industry for quite some time, you've helped a lot of people with your television show and uh, with your programs. I mean, what are some of the things that stop people from giving up certain vices that they have when, when regards to, you know, eating habits? It's funny, mate. Good question. Because, you know, there's a lot of exploration at the moment into the genetic side of things, so the gene side of things, and nutrigenomics is exploring all of that. And there are some things that actually have come up in the gene question. You know, is it a genetic thing? Mm. Is there a predisposition to certain cravings because there's certain gene deletions that, you know, stop various chemical reactions taking place in the body that would stop you from craving? So, there's that part to it, you know. There seems that there may be some degree of gene, but I think also there's a uh, there's a chemical response within the body that can make you feel pretty good, and we often hear about that as being endorphins. But we've actually um, heard about the um, the cannabinoid uh, receptors, which I think you spoke about that Brett once before. Uh, and there's the endorphin rush that you get from exercise, but also the cannabinoid. Um, uh, response that we get from exercise, but we also get it from food. So people, when they fall in love with something, they there's a whole lot of chemistry that takes place. It's like falling in love with this, the first girl, or the if you know if you're that way inclined, Brett, the first the first guy. Just, just joking, <laughs> you, know, you know, just just joking. But uh, you know, it's the it's the person you fall in love with first. And that person stays quite dear to you and because there's that chemistry. It's the same thing with food for many people and they have such an attachment. There's often a very much an emotional attachment. It reminds them of a moment. You know, many people I... The, you know, I remember eating ginger nut biscuits on my grandmother's you know lounge room floor, and for me, ginger nut biscuits hold a very dear place in my heart. So if, if I ever go to eat a ginger nut biscuit, it's because there's an emotional attachment to it. Now, many people have that with food that happens to be crossing their path on a day-to-day basis. So you know they're so emotionally attached to this out to, to the feeling that mm. this particular food gives them that they they don't want to give it up. They, yeah. they actually don't really feel like they're ready to let go of that emotion or that feeling in their life at that point in time. So That's true. one thing. So yeah, it's true. an interesting one, isn't it, Damo? You know, I often talk about this quite a lot when I talk with parents about what they're feeding their kids. Um, yeah. And it really comes down to uh, often how they're rewarding their kids, which can be really important. Because mm. um, yeah. often what parents will actually do by rewarding their kids with food that's actually not great for them is that they link up that pleasure uh, that pleasure linkage with food that's not great. So, so if they go into adulthood thinking, if I want to feel good, I should eat that sort of food, um, that actually isn't very good for me. It's going to actually make them feel bad in the long run. Um, but in the short term, it makes them feel better because they've created all these links between that food and you know love from their parents, essentially. Mm. Um, and it's really powerful, those links that are set up when we're really young kids um, can oh, be yeah. hard to break and hard to change. Yeah. yeah. I, see, I guess this analogy would be, it's almost like I'm sure all of us have gone through this, you know, even the listeners where, you know, that, remember that first girlfriend or the, you know, partner that you ever fell in love with, but you just can't, and you, you've broken up, but you just can't let them go emotionally. <laughs> you still, you know, just want to still have that conversation and still want to talk to them, even though you've broken up. And I think it's like that with, with a lot of things, whether it be food or smoking or drinking, whatever it might be you want to quit. It's almost like that emotional bond. I think that's a really good key there, Damon, in what you mentioned. Yeah. Well, there's certainly that. And then there's also the chemical addiction. So, you know, look, there was a lady actually just recently who died in New Zealand from drinking 
Some people say seven and a half litres, other people say 10 litres of Coca-Cola every single day. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, she died. She died, her heart blew out and it went into cardiac arrhythmia and that was it and she was cheerioed. And um, and so there's a chemical addiction there and I've seen people drinking 10 Vs a day and, uh, and, you know, really mentally wanting to get rid of this stuff and get it out of their life but just physically so addicted to the stuff that they, it's almost impossible. It's, it is a, actually a drug addiction. So, you know, there's the drug addiction too and there is that drug addiction that you get from highly processed foods because the highly processed foods contain um, chemicals that our body really um, can respond to and respond, you know, very, very rapidly to with hormones such as adrenaline and with hormones such as cortisol, but also with hormones um, that, that that also affect the brain and um, anxiety states as well as mood states. And so it's important to understand that um, there is definitely a physiological addiction to many of these foods because of the chemicals that actually come from these foods. Mm. So true. Yeah, you know, I remember listening to Rob Wolf, Damo, who we interviewed not that long ago, and he was talking about uh, a client of his who uh, had actually um, previously been a heroin addict um, and had then recovered from that and had been going through one of his programs, was trying to give up sugar. And she actually said that giving up sugar for her was harder than giving up heroin. Wow. How's that? That's wow. Crazy. Yeah, Amazing. So it just shows how some of these foods, even though we think of them as being so, um, you know, so normal and so common in our society and so, um, you know, uh, I guess not that bad, um, but they can actually be really tough to overcome and to get rid of. Mm. What about the social pressure? I mean, the peer pressure itself of, uh, of fitting into a crowd. That's another huge yeah. aspect of why people don't quit certain things. The peer pressure can be massive, and and I definitely know about this uh, from when I gave up drinking. I gave up drinking about six years ago, um, and I'd been someone who was quite a social drinker and used to get into it quite a bit, and, and it was a big part of my friendship group um, and a big part of my social life, really, was going out and drinking. Um, and so I know that that was a huge change for me, and the social pressure that came as a result of that was quite huge. Um, it was quite interesting. Uh, when I gave up drinking for short periods of time, you know, I would have say maybe three months where I was going to not drink um, and the societal pressure around that was even bigger. Uh, mm. Whereas once I decided that I was never going to drink again, I said, look, I'm a non-drinker. It wasn't as bad but it was still a lot of social pressure around that. I can remember being at uh, one of my wife's work functions and have a guy just absolutely bailing me up like quite offended that I wasn't drinking at his party um, and just absolutely giving it to me for not, for not having an alcoholic drink at his house. And so um, the social pressure around that can be quite massive. You know, I had another friend who probably for about the first six months after I gave up drinking, every time we went out, he'd buy a beer and put it on the table in front of me um, because he just couldn't get his head around the fact that I wasn't drinking anymore. Mm. Um, so the pressure around that can be quite immense. And, and you have to, um, you know, you have to, as you said before, be really connected with why you're not doing that to, to be able to hold firm and stay strong amongst that sort of pressure sometimes. Yeah, it's it's so true. I mean, when I first gave up drinking too, it's the same thing, right? You, you you know they put alcohol in front of you because they they knew you from before, like which is yeah. like a second before you made the decision. They'd known you all that <laughs> you know all those years. They think, well, he's drinking. All, he's been drinking all this time. Oh, it's just a phase, right? Yeah, you yeah. So, you sort of have to get through their stick skull. It's like no, like I've decided. It's you know because no, no, yeah. there's always a chance because they don't know how to deal with you when you change and you transform. And this is one of the hardest part about quitting. And this is transforming your life, by the way, is that. I find when someone is, has difficulty transforming their life to a new life is because everybody around them, especially family, right, especially friends, the close friends and families, they don't want to 
um, they don't want you to change. And not because they don't love you. They don't want you. It's not like they don't want you to succeed. It's but because when you change and transform, they don't know how to handle you anymore. Yeah, because all the things true. that they that worked uh, against you, or I guess you know that that you know they, they were able to push your certain buttons um, with certain things, they no longer work anymore. Those those hooks can no longer work because you've actually transformed to a different person, and that's hard for them because they have to now adapt. Or they have to face their own fears, or they have to face their own life and say, maybe I need to look at my life and start doing some of those changes, and they might not want to yet. Yeah, and, and I found the other fascinating thing about it was that the people around me couldn't actually get the fact, they couldn't get their head around the fact that I was doing it uh, because I wanted to do it. Like, mm-hmm. as in, they, they really felt like I was penalizing myself and that I didn't really want to do it. And that if they just gave me a little bit of a nudge, then I'd realize that I didn't really want to do it and kind of come back to, you know, see the light. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they found it really difficult to understand that, no, I actually don't want to drink anymore. Um, I don't miss it. I don't feel bad about not doing it. I actually feel really good about this decision. Um, yeah. And so, you know, they kept thinking that I was just going to, you know, oh, don't be silly. Stop denying yourself. And I kept saying, well, I'm actually not denying myself. I'm actually having heaps more fun not drinking. And I'm actually really enjoying my life as a non-drinker. Um, I don't feel like I'm missing out at all. Um, and that, it's really interesting for people to understand that because I think sometimes they think that, um, you know, they think that it would be in the, your best interest for them to help convince you to stop doing that because they think you're harming yourself in some strange way. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? But there's something that both you guys use in terms of your language, which many people who do quit or attempt to quit fail at and they don't use this language. And that is that, look, and, and you, you know, you, Bredo, you, people actually, when you first went to those parties, they would have said, do you want to drink? And you go, no, I don't drink. Yeah. Well, actually, what a lot of people actually used to say was, actually, um, I know I've quit. I'm not drinking anymore. Um, and so there's a big difference between knowing that you don't drink and then there's another – and then also, the, the you know, I'm trying to say that if you say that you've quit or that, you've, um, that you're not drinking anymore or that, you know, you're having a break or whatever, it's very, very easy to get pulled back in. But if you say, yeah. no, I don't drink or no, I don't smoke or no, I don't eat chocolate or no, I don't drink coffee or no, I don't have Coca-Cola or whatever mm. it is that you're choosing to quit or give up, if your yeah. language is so that, such that it's certain that, no, this is I don't do that, if it's that, then it's cemented. Like it's, it's yeah. part of you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other huge distinction there, I think, Damo, is when people say, I'm trying to quit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you hear yeah. that a lot. And you well, I never know, try to wake up. You just do, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I always know when I see people, and often people in the practice, and they tell me I'm trying to quit, uh, you know that they haven't really bought into it yet. Um, and that I know that statistically their chance of succeeding at it versus the person who comes in and says, I quit, uh, there's a huge difference in the results they end up getting just from that slight change in language because it really reflects, I think, where they're at in their mind in that process. Yeah, I think that's a definitely, you know, we're going to move in, we're moving into strategy of quitting now, obviously. And I think that is the number one strategy there is because people think quitting is temporary, right? It's sort of like saying, I'm going to diet, I can't eat that. Diet is yeah. temporary. <laughs> it's, you know, and we understand that it's like socially, we know that it's temporary. So we got to start thinking differently. Like my, my example that I use for my clients is that if you, for example, smoking, right? I don't smoke. And if a smoker comes to me and goes, do you want a cigarette? He goes, no, I'm a non-smoker. He wouldn't even ask twice because he just knows, okay, you're not a smoker. Why would I offer you again? So it's the same thing with drinking. If you say I'm a non-drinker, it's like if someone who doesn't know you, it's sort of like, well, he doesn't drink at all. So why bother pressuring him again? It's only those yep. friends. So that languaging of non-drinker or non-smoker is very, very important. 
And so that's that's the probably the number one strategy of quitting is actually choosing the language to identify yourself with. And trying is just not going to work, according to Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> the great philosopher yes right. yeah i love it i love it no it is a good point and john d martini talks about it beautifully you know he he's in everything that john d martini does he's very certain about it he's uh absolutely 100 percent committed to everything he says and everything he does and the the reason why he is is because he affirms everything that he says it's it's more it's it's it actually, whatever he says, whatever, and what he actually says to people to do is to actually own it. You know, you've got to own who you are, what you're doing, and and your behaviour. So just own it. That's and and I think it's great. Yeah, and I think the way to do that is to really get clear, as we said before, on the why of why you're actually quitting. Um, and I think a really good way to do that, or one way to do that, is to really start looking at um, the benefits of quitting versus the benefits of keeping on doing it. Um, yeah. And so to actually really sit down and get really clear, um, and I know this is one thing I did when I gave up drinking, is I sat down and got really clear on, okay, what are the benefits of me continuing to drink um, and what are the benefits of me giving up drinking? Um, and I actually, once I actually did that and I made that list, um, one of the things I realized was that a lot of the things that I thought were the benefits of drinking um, were things that I could actually, if I wanted to, still do when I was sober. Um, so, you know, I will still go out to you a nightclub with the boys you from cricket dance. and yeah. dance till 3 o'clock in the morning. Right? And, <laughs> and on tables be, and stages. I can be stone cold sober, <laughs> yeah, and I will dance on a table. And uh, and that's cool. And it was for me, it was realizing, well, if I really want to, I can actually still do that when I'm sober. Um, mm. And so what it was then, once I started weighing up those pros and cons, it made a really easy decision for me to say, okay, I'm not going to drink anymore. And as soon as I made that decision, it just became so much easier because I was really clear on all of the benefits I was going to get from doing that. And it was just obvious to me that they outweighed the negatives. So it made it a really easy decision and, and made it easy going forward. I never even thought about going back. Mm. You should see Brett's uh, Ooga Booga Caveman dance. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Yes, yes. I think that's. I think that needs to make it onto the site. Yeah, we should. We should videotape it one day. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a different spin on that, um, uh, Brett. I think that's fantastic to move away the other things of what you need to, or how to. I guess put a vision around that uh, quitting. What about also doing the opposite? For some people, it's not about the pleasure, about you know, of uh, quitting and actually achieving those things. It's also about the pain. Um, I think you need to also be aware and evaluate the pain that it caused you for not quitting. You know, continue mm -hmm. doing the same thing over and over again. What uh, pain is it causing you or to your family or to your friends um, to what's actually happening in your lifestyle and your wellness? If you start looking at that, sometimes that is enough for you to move forward. Now, you know, it's just an example. Like if you are a smoker, for example, and uh, you, if you know that smoking is creating uh, a problem for your life, that you know it's going to get cancer and that's going to take away, shorten your lifespan, that you can't hang out with your kids and not be able to hold your grandkids and not be able to play with them or, you know, you know those type of things. Those emotions are sometimes powerful enough to cause someone to make a change right there so it's also being aware of the pain pleasure principle so brett talked about having the pleasure of quitting i'm talking also about looking at the pain so depending on what type of person you are some people like to move forward towards pleasure but some people need to have the pain to move away i think it's best to have both 
Absolutely. And I think one thing you did there, Lawrence, is really important is that you got really specific about it. You know, you didn't mm. just say, I should quit smoking because I might not be as healthy as I sh- otherwise would be. You got really specific about it was that if I don't quit smoking, I might not be able to hold my grandkids. You know, I might not be able to go with my son to his first game of football. You know, I might not, you know, you get really specific. What is that one thing that absolutely just pushes your buttons and taps into your emotion that just makes you go, do you know what? I, I just can't handle being without that. You know, and and once you can get very specific about it like that, you just get such a drive and a desire that it'll just you know it'll just set you on the absolute right track. You, a, you won't fail from there. Just a quick little add-on for that is that you know if we know that we're addicted to things that we we don't want to quit on through emotions, what Damien talked about, then you need to find your strategies. When you build your strategies, you got to make it emotional as well. And that's what I sort of did. You got to make something that's emotionally tied to you to break away from the things that you you should be or you want to quit. It used to be something I used to talk about uh, when I was doing the Power of Food talks a lot. You know, look, I still do those talks a lot. But one of the things that I say, and you guys will both remember this, because I do say it, and many of the people who have attended this uh, these seminars have actually um, taken this particular message away. And I start off by saying, I'm going to share the secret to weight loss with you tonight. And then, and then people go, oh, the ears prick up. And I go, the secret is your inspiration. And so really, and Brett, I know you want to talk about this, the really from a mindset point of view or the pain or the reason or whatever it is, unless you've got inspiration, you actually haven't got any other reason to do anything because unless you're inspired by something, unless you're going to you know, get up and get into it and get involved because something inspires you, you're just going to move to the, you know, probably down a path of least resistance to the next best thing. So you will actually be swayed because your motivation will wax and wane and motivation can shift you know, from the party that occurred on Saturday night all the way through to the party that's uh, next Saturday night um, to the next person you want to speak to. So, you, But if you're inspired by something that never Never, ever changes it's always exactly the same hmm. it's also too it's funny how many times you hear people who go out drinking and they will say to you i'm never never gonna do that again <laughs> Sunday morning. Yeah. that's just a cool thing to say yeah right? it's, it's like it's, it's well cool. accepted and it's like yeah 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 and then next week it's, it happens over and over again so you know the question is to the audience and to the listeners is that you know what are some of those things in your life that you need to quit it's not necessarily have to be drinking or smoking and you know sugars and stuff we talked about but it may just be um spending time on facebook Right? or spending time on internet, right, Demo? What's wrong with Facebook? Like, Facebook? <laughs> Facebook's great. It's, but I don't spend a lot of time on it. It's just that you guys seem to see me on there. I don't know. Maybe you're just, spying on me or something. Just but for the listeners I, out there, you just need to know that we actually had to drag Demo by the scruff of the neck no, in you know, off of Facebook to actually get him not, onto this that's call. That's not true. I was downstairs. <laughs> I had a beautiful fish and salad meal with my son, and we're just sitting there, and I said, Jack, you've got to go to sleep. He goes, yeah, Dad, sure, because we're watching the voice right because the voice is absolutely awesome but i was also speaking to my wife and she's in the u.s so you know and then i was because i can i can multi i'm one of those blokes that can multitask right so i was multitasking i was doing i was spending quality time with people across the world so and then these boys happen to get on and think that i'm avoiding them but i wasn't i wasn't well so you know there's other things too is you know you might want to quit on excuses right and um (laughs) 
Anson, no, just joking. I'm just joking, Damo. I'm just teasing. You <laughs> no, but there, listen, I think th- I think one of the things we're, we're getting at is that there's a lot of things we can quit on, and it doesn't have to be a food thing. It, it could also just be, you know, watching, um, you know, excess amounts of television. You know, there's a lot of people who spend a lot of time on television, and, you know, you could be a lot more productive um, doing the things uh, that you should be doing. Procrastination is a big thing in our society. You know, it doesn't mean that you don't have to give up all the joys in life. We're not talking about that. But you also, it, if one of the other strategies is finding joys and joy in other things that you do, um, that will replace the things you just quit, right? Mm-hmm. And that could be food, it could be an exercise, or it could be a project or something that inspires you. What you know, Damien, what you just said there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that can really tie in with your benefits as well, can't it? Or you, you know, your, your cost-benefit analysis, I guess, is that you, you're then realizing, okay, now I'm now freeing up this energy, this time, this whatever it is, to be able to then do something else and to replace it too. Um, so I think that can really add into that motivation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so if you look at sort of, um, I guess, a, a chart form, I know it's I can't draw it for you as listeners, but, you know, you think of on the X and Y axis and, and one's value and the other one's amount of resource and energy. And if the amount of energy, you're, you know, is high, but it's very low value, then, you know, it might be something you want to quit. Yeah, it's just, there's no point in spending a lot of time and energy on something that you've done for years that's not really creating any value for you. Um, where you can use that time and energy for something you know that can give you massive amounts of value to you and to the people around you. Because I, I believe that we all have a gift. I believe we all have a gift to share. And if you just put that time and energy into that gift, um, I think you could you know really change. Well, you can change the world. You can change the people around you. I like that, LT. Can you put that chart on our Facebook page? Because that sounds cool. I will do my best. I will do that. <laughs> I like it. I'm sure you started off by saying, I, and I can't draw this for you, but anyway, please no. put it up. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> I will do that. So, I mean, th- there's, it'll be great for, I think, to end this episode is to ask the question, what are you willing to quit? You know, and, and tell ask our listeners to go on our Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash the wellness guys. Like us if you haven't liked us. Um, join the crowd. Join the, join the thousands of people around the world who like us on Facebook. And tell us on Facebook what you are willing to quit after listening to this episode. What are some of the things that you're not going to try to quit? What are some things you're really going to commit to quitting? Or that and you just did change? quit. Or you did quit. That would be great. Yeah, we'd love Even to hear better. some uh, quitting, <laughs> quitting things on our, on our Facebook page. So and do that below this episode too as well. So in summary, basically you need to find some inspiration, find the why, find the things why you want to do it, and uh, move move away from pain and move towards pleasure. And those are the some great strategies for you to find um, ways to how to quit. So as always, join us each week on thewellnessguys.com. Leave your comments below this episode. Um, Tell us what you think. Like obviously answer that question what, what we just mentioned on Facebook. Tell, follow us on Twitter and tell us on Twitter if you like and sign up for each notice of each episode and make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next week, begin creating wellness into our lives. Lead by example and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guy Show.